0: Welcome to the Jasper Blueprint, a podcast for established business leaders to explore what it takes to build a robust business in a rapidly changing operating environment. The volume and scope of decisions you need to make and the uncertainty and constraints you operate within aren't going anywhere. So this time that we have together here is a window that you can carve out to think, reflect and question so that you and your business can grow. Unexamined beliefs about the purpose of business limit your ability to make money. Let me show you a different way to think about, build and run your business. Because business is not a zero-sum game. Someone doesn't have to lose for you to win. Your choices aren't binary. Money and meaning aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, I'll show you how merging money and meaning is the competitive advantage your business has been missing. Today is the 50th episode of my podcast and when I started, well actually before I started, I had been wanting to do a podcast for years and hadn't got around to it and I was told by multiple people and in different things I read and listened to that it takes 100 episodes of a podcast for you to become really good at it. And so when I began, I set that expectation in my mind. I was like, I'm going to be pretty rubbish for at least 100 episodes, but I'll figure it out. And so when I realized today was the 50th episode, I thought, huh, there you go, halfway decent. (laughs) So I'm hoping that uh, gradually I'm tuning my skill as a podcaster and really looking forward to over the next year. As we get that next 50 episodes in and hit the 100 mark in January next year, that really we can ramp up in 2024. And that as you listen or watch the podcast, that it really becomes one of your go-to tools because... When I think about the aspects that I love and the things that I've been really happy to just get in, get my hands dirty and try, the podcast is one of those passion projects for me where I want to figure out how to better put myself in your line of sight and start to share what I know in a way that deeply resonates and meets you where you are because I know that there are so many business leaders who really want to run their business differently, who really want to experience life differently, to be honest, because so much of our time and effort goes into our businesses. That's where we're spending the majority of those different things, whether it is our time, whether it is our talent, whether it is our money and other resources. So I want to make it easier for you in amongst all of those competing demands that you face as a leader, to start to have the tools and ideas and ways of thinking that just at first plant a seed, that then gradually sprout into some kind of curiosity and a desire to learn more, think differently and engage. And over time, I want to be part of your journey as you really run your business differently. Because I know that's possible and I know that the results of that will end up being that you will absolutely run a better business and achieve far more than you thought was possible through your business as that vehicle, but that at the same time, and this to me is actually equally as important, that you will not exhaust yourself, that you won't end up being so run down at the back end of that. There's questions of whether it was worth all of that effort and loss and sacrifice to get there. So, thank you for sticking with me. Those of you who have been on the journey for the whole 50 episodes, I appreciate it. And yeah, hang in there with me. We've got another 50 to go before I'll be on fire. I wanted to start today and to spend our time together over the next sort of 20 minutes or so. Pulling apart the distinction between when we should just jump in and learn on the fly, put ourselves in that position of being a novice, and when it's actually best to learn from other people and be able to leapfrog some of those things, skip ahead and avoid some of the pain and discomfort along the way. I'm from a long line of people who just get in there, teach themselves what to do, figure it out as they go. My dad, he would have been 30. He took long service leave from being a teacher and built our house. And my parents still live in that house. And when I think about, you know, different little random acts, not as big as building a house, but when my mum had her first stroke, I think it was just after that, She had always wanted the house to be colourful. My mum's incredibly creative and very flamboyant. And the house was always on the outside really ugly and browns and dark greens. And so when she had a stroke, she picked these beautiful colours that she wanted the house to be and my dad and I painted the outside of the house. I had no clue what I was doing, but I just did it and enjoyed it and uh, figured it out as I went. And Over time, there are different aspects where some of us in certain settings become more comfortable with being uncomfortable, where it's okay to not know, but to just jump in and try. And for others, it only gets more difficult over time to step into new things or to change the way we think or operate. Now, I want to be honest with you. I'm very good at this in some areas and then in other things I'm very rigid and stuck in my ways and (laughs) quite definite, shall we say. So I'm not in any way pretending I do this in all aspects of my life, but there are many where I have been able to, from a very young age, just get comfortable with that messy space of figuring it out as we go. I remember a few years ago when my mum wanted to paint their piano again, you know, over a hundred years old, an old family uh, piano, and she wanted to paint it bright yellow. And as her and I were painting the piano, she said to me, oh, some people would pay a fortune and go and do a course and learn how to paint a piano properly. Look at us. We just picked the colour and did it. And I'm sure there are people who are horrified by that who think we should have done it in a certain way or learnt or been more respectful. And yet, it was a fun process and it also achieved the same outcome. It's brought my mum joy ever since. So whatever that looks like for you at the moment, I would like you over the course of listening or watching this podcast, for you to start to pull apart some of the different areas in your life and in your work where you might want to be a bit braver, a bit more curious, step in and try things and then equally to be starting to identify where are those areas where maybe it's time to stop trying to figure it out on your own and actually get some help. So that aspect is one of those pieces around leadership that I always highlight, which is that what we cannot do is get into a position where we are trying to push away or eliminate the need for us as leaders to make judgment calls and to be discerning. It isn't the role of data or other people or you know, certain kinds of reports to make the decisions for us or tell us what to do to remove our judgment or our discernment. That is on us as the leader. But what we can do in our reflective practice and in things like this conversation and as you think about these aspects, it is that opportunity to really just sit with and think about all of the different challenges you're having, the opportunities that you're weighing up and facing and to look at them through that lens of saying, do I need to step in and be a bit braver here and curious and happy to put myself back in the position of being a novice? Or do I need to actually say we need to bring in someone who has a clue what they're doing? So that's the piece for you to focus on today. When I think about and stay for a moment on this idea of the benefits of putting ourselves in the position of being a novice again, there is a thrill in being in that wide open, new, completely foreign space where everything is exciting and unknown and makes you a little bit nervous because you have no clue what you're doing. And it's also a really good thing for those of us who are used to being in either positions of authority or being quite a master of our skill or the work that we do. It's important to, on a very regular basis, put yourself back in that position where you are learning, where you are curious, where you are in that role of the learner again, where you are, as I said, being a novice, not a master. And it has really positive benefits in so many different areas. But one of the aspects related to innovation and related to the way we think as leaders Is that if you get into the habit of putting yourself in the position of being a novice again, it really strengthens those muscles of you being back in a position where you look at the world, you look at opportunities from different perspectives. And you don't just get stuck at seeing everything in the same way, looking through the same lens at the world and at your opportunities. You are able to to suddenly spot connections or patterns that you hadn't seen before because something you're doing over here sheds light on it in a different way. That can take all different shapes and forms. So as I said, think about where are those opportunities for you and they don't all have to be at work. You will get benefits in your work by doing this even in non-work settings. So, a few years ago, I started playing Aussie Rules football. I only played for two seasons, but it was fun. I had no clue. I grew up in a state and at a time where Aussie Rules football was not the <laughs> football code that was played. I grew up watching rugby league, which is a completely different game. But I played with some friends. Most of the time, I had no idea what was going on. And if I got. A free kick or the ball went in my way. Didn't actually know what the rules were, (laughs) but I had a lot of fun. And just the energy and excitement that that brings back into your life is worth experiencing. So, whether it's something playful and silly like that, whether it's painting the piano like I did with my mum, or whether it's like my youngest son who plays about 10 instruments and has this. Seemingly unending desire to just pick up a new instrument and teach himself how to play it. He doesn't like formal lessons. He doesn't want the structure and expectation and pressure of that, but he just loves the learning and the figuring it out and the playing. Find some of those areas where you can play. It may be that you start a podcast and you set that expectation in your own mind, like I did. That it will take you 100 episodes to get good, but you just play, you have fun, and you figure it out. Those aspects are going to add to your ability to think and see the world differently as a leader. And if there's one thing we need in amongst the chaos that we're facing in this rapidly changing world that we operate in, it is people who have different perspectives, look at the world in different ways, are curious and open minded, and not Really narrow thinkers and rigid in the way that they come at problems or try to solve problems or step into opportunities in the world. So, that is going to be massively important for you. When we then look at the other side of that, I also want to acknowledge that, in amongst that rapidly changing world and the chaos that we're all operating in as business leaders, particularly on the back of the last four years. There is a lot of exhaustion and overwhelm. So, there may be some instances where actually you need to pause for a moment and say, I don't actually have the energy to be massively pushing out into new areas or exerting energy in that way. So, some of the smaller things might be still doable and might be helpful for you to start to play again and find some of that curiosity and energy. But I also want to bring this back as we shift gears to why I created the Jasper Blueprint, because I can't remove the weight of the decisions that you need to be able to make as a leader and the weight of that that is on your shoulders in amongst all of the things that you're juggling at the moment. I can't slow down that rapidly changing operating environment that I mentioned before. You work within that. And I spoke last week about the fact that a lot of leaders are saying to me, Oh, Bessie, I love what you're talking about. Love your work. I will come back to you when things go back to normal. Or they'll say, Everything's chaotic and just all over the shop at the moment. I need to get a bunch of stuff in line, pull it all to ground, feel a little bit more settled, and then I can have this conversation. Those pieces are being felt by everyone. And as I said, I can't slow down that rapidly changing environment. And in fact, it's not going anywhere. It's only going to speed up. I also can't eliminate those competing demands that are on you for your time and your attention. So I acknowledge the limitations. I acknowledge the constraints and the pressures that you are under when you are leading business in this small and medium-sized space. It is intense and most of us have experienced a whole nother level of intensity over the last four years. But what I can do and my intention, if you like, in terms of sharing what I know and helping you to develop your Jasper Blueprint is that I can help you breathe easier. And I can help you feel like your feet are back on solid ground. In spite of all of those things that I just ran you through that I can't fix for you and I can't change for you, the ability to really come to clarity and insight on the foundational elements for you as a leader and for your business are going to play a role in that aspect of shifting your perspective, opening your eyes up, helping you have a different lens to look through and to start to see the world, see your business, see the competition, see your operating environment in a completely different way because you now have this energy, this curiosity and this insight That all come about from you coming back to a place of being grounded, from you coming back to a place of leading and sharing your vision and your articulation of that vision from a place of clarity. When that is in place, you are going to be far more effective as a leader and you are going to actually experience more stability and flow in amongst a crazy world out there. So this is one of those areas where I want you to have the curiosity. I want you to be brave and start to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable while we go on the journey together. But I don't want for you to stay in a place where you say, there's too many other things on at the moment. So I'll get to this one day or I'll figure it out myself because this is an area where acting now and beginning from that place of curiosity, not having to have everything lined up and perfect yet, but just starting in the same way that I just started the podcast. I've done 50 episodes. I'll do another 50 and then I'll start to get decent at it. I want you to start now on your journey to thinking about your business differently, I want you to start now embracing the curiosity to ask different questions, to look at the purpose of business from a different perspective, and to start to shift, not just the way you think, but the way you operate, the way you make decisions, the way you behave, and the way you lead inside your business. Because if you begin now with that curiosity and with behaving and acting differently, making decisions differently, Then, what I can say is that you will be in a position where you can do that in a playful way, where you can try things at a small scale. You don't have to go all in and change everything at once. You don't have to go all in and spend a fortune. You can test and tweak, just like I have tested and tweaked my podcast and will continue to do so. If you come on this journey with me now, you have time to do that. With curiosity and exploration. The challenge I'm going to give you, and the piece that may not feel great to hear, is that if you wait another 12 months, definitely if you wait another 18 months, then you are not going to be in a position where you can test and tweak and pilot and prototype at a small scale. You are suddenly going to be faced with such massive gaps and huge change that is going to not be optional, it's going to be absolutely essential and needed now. Whether that relates to, depending on your business, whether that relates to regulatory or compliance-based issues, whether that relates to staff and employment and what those expectations and requirements are for you to be able to attract and maintain good staff. Whether it is about the expectations of your customers or the costs and consistency of your supply chain. So whatever it is related to your business, if you wait 12 months, if you wait 18 months, then the speed and extent of change that you are going to need to implement in your business is going to be at a whole nother level. And even with my decades of experience, I'm not going to be able to save you from the consequences and cost of that. What you will be able to do if you act now is have the ability to learn from my decades of experience, to learn from my mistakes, and have my eyes and our insight into identifying opportunities, spotting those risks, and helping you build and think about your business in a different way. So instead of trying to figure all of that stuff out or put it off, You can save hundreds of thousands of dollars, to be perfectly honest, and years of blood, sweat, and tears figuring it out yourself if you instead engage with the process early and be intentional about who you work with. Because as I have said to all of you many times before, there are far too many approaches that are purist and have been in this space for decades that make things too complicated, too time-consuming, and too expensive, to really be able to come into that space that I talked about last week of what the Jasper Blueprint enables, which is that it enables you to sharpen your strategy, it allows you to be able to strengthen the financial stability of your business, and it allows you to streamline your decision-making. So, rather than engage with someone who is talking to you about philanthropy or corporate social responsibility or setting up some kind of uh, side project that really is an expense and a distraction from your core strategy, what I'm asking you to do is a completely different way of thinking. It is to bring together your desire to make more money, your desire to strengthen that financial stability of the business. To grow something that is robust, that is either something that you're going to be able to sell or something that you're not going to want to sell because it is just this humming machine that you are both proud of and that is actually has that financial stability. So I want you to be able to do that piece, but to equally have as part of the way you're thinking and what you're building, something that has meaning in it. That has that sense of contribution built in the way you run and operate your core business activities. When you take this approach, what you will build is on a whole different level to what it is you're going to build if you're out there taking advice and paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for consultants and strategy advisors and different people to come in and tell you how to build out a growth strategy. Or how to maximize profits. And then over here, trying to figure out, oh, how do I tick the boxes in more of that acquittal sense of what compliance and regulation says I have to have? How do I have the feel good factor and the stories to tell customers or staff to address those expectations within the market? And then where am I able to give back and have a sense of generosity and contribution in my personal life? There are already too many things you're trying to think about as a business leader, and you are already stretched too thin. You don't need those eight different things to be added to your list. If you keep them all discreet as these siloed approaches, I guarantee you, you're not going to get to all of them. And you will end up being more exhausted, being more thinly stretched, and seeing worse results in all areas. When you bring these things together, When you start to use that curiosity and engage with me now and learn from my decades of experience and fast-track that process, you will not only save a fortune in time and money, but you will be able to finally have an approach that merges money and meaning, that allows you to be unapologetic in your pursuit of both. That is rare. I have been operating in this space for nearly 25 years. And I can tell you there's a lot of people who talk a big game, but very rarely can someone back that up with a depth of knowledge and expertise in both areas. That is what you're going to get as you develop your Jasper blueprint. And I want to bring some of that playful energy into your work and life and the way you lead, but I want to do it in a way. That challenges you to step into that space of lifelong learning, that allows you to have spaces where you can be a novice and play, pilot, test things, prototype. I'll create those spaces for you, but I will also save you time and money by not leaving you to try to figure all of this out by yourself when there is, in fact, a step by step process in the methodology that I have built that will allow you to get to that place of clarity. So that as I said, let's just wrap up with those three really important things that your Jasper Blueprint will enable. It's going to allow you to sharpen your strategy, strengthen the financial stability of your business, and streamline your decision making. They're really important factors. So my hope is that as you wrap up now, you will start to think about how you can Bring forward the space and allocation of time and resources that you're going to need to put into doing this work with me so that you can actually streamline things moving forward, so that you can fast track and save yourself time and money and get into a place where you can break that cycle where business has become something that feels like it's more risk than reward. Let me reset that for you. And let me help you see and show you the way to build your business in the way that creates that beautiful win-win, the self-reinforcing loop where you can merge money and meaning. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Jasper Blueprint. If you found what I shared today valuable or think that it would be good for a business leader that you know, please share the episode. Another way to help the podcast is to provide a rating and written review on your podcast app. The written review is important because it helps others learn about the show and how they can think differently about their business. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me directly on LinkedIn or go to bessiegraham.com. I'm Bessie Graham. And remember, business is not a zero-sum game. You can create a win-win.